Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This is the Football's On podcast, talking about everything in Europe. Me, Ian Moore, who lives in Europe. Well, I suppose we all do, really. And Alistair McGowan. Thank you. Welcome to the show. In a packed programme tonight, we'll be talking all things Europe, local derbies and replica shirts. Jose Mourinho made an emotional return to Porto and took a look at the statue they've erected of him outside the stadium, which, although it's cast in bronze and nailed to the floor, still moves faster than Branislav Ivanovic. (laughs) In other news, Sepp Blatter had an appointment with the Swiss police where he was interviewed in relation to criminal mismanagement. If that's an offence, Steve McLaren must be cacking himself. <laughs> and after the rancour and bitterness of Arsenal's inevitable defeat to Chelsea the other week, Arsenal's PR machine went into overdrive and they invited Pelé to the Emirates. They asked him who he'd rather play for, Arsenal or Chelsea, and they were very pleased when he said Arsenal. Of course, what he should have added is, well, they desperately need a striker. <laughs> Why are you laughing? That's not funny. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the football's on! Yes. Hello, mate. Thank you. Boys, thanks for tuning in. Thank you. We are broadcasting live from BT Sports Stratford, right next to the stadium where next year West Ham will fail to win a home game for the entire season. (laughs) I'm joined by two behemoths of broadcasting. It's Ian Moore and Alistair McGowan, ladies and gentlemen. Behemoths. Yes. And... As if that wasn't enough, over there in the audience, our man of the people, Keith Dover, ladies and gentlemen. I'll be coming over to Keith through the show to give us the word on the street. I'll ask the questions. This is the way it works. I'll ask the questions, they'll try and entertain us, and I'll judge them ruthlessly. (laughs) So let's get on with it. Uh, Let's start with the Europa League. Now, I've got to be honest, as an Arsenal fan... I haven't taken much of an interest in the Europa League. Obviously, after Christmas, I'll be much more involved. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You're going to have to start winning some matches first. Yes. Oh, that's true. Fourth doesn't qualify, does it? No, No, fourth fourth goes into the Johnson's Pate Trophy. (laughs) Uh, Now, Liverpool drew one all against Sion. Uh, They're fifth in the Swiss League. Uh, Ian, name the top four. (laughs) (laughs) Geneva, Lucerne... (laughs) Basel, Martina Hingis. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no idea. No idea. Grasshopper, Zurich. 
Yes. Um, uh, must be some other young insect. boys. Young boys. Young boys. Birds. Young boys. Okay. Old burn. There's old a lot boys. of jokes we can't do there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when they play the Argentinian side, old boys. When they play old boys, the young boys sit on their lap and they give them a word that's original. <laughs> <laughs> Liverpool. Liverpool. Let's start with Liverpool, Ali. Yes. They got a one-all draw against uh, Sion. Yes. I mean, do you think uh, do, you, do you think they'll be happy with the way things went there? Uh, no, I don't think they're ever going to be happy, are they? They're not going to be happy. Brendan Rodgers is under under pressure. He's not yet under fire. When he gets under fire, and you got to worry. <laughs> but uh, it was a good night for it was a good night for BT Sport, though I thought, because they were they were they were very lucky with the Tottenham Monaco game, because they actually well, I say lucky, very clever. They actually uh, had co-commentating on that. Glenn Oden, <laughs> of course, is the only only person really who's actually played for Tottenham and Monaco. So that was a great spot by them. And obviously for the Liverpool game, you know, you had Michael Owen there, who actually, of course, has actually played for Liverpool and uh, <laughs> also uh, went to sea on a ferry when he was 13. So. Uh, <laughs> Uh, quite appropriate, really, that he was there. <laughs> yeah. uh, with with Liverpool, I, I mean, I, you know, they they played some of the reserves tonight, didn't they, Liverpool? And I, I thought... <laughs> what do you mean, some of the reserves? They I say eleven. They got a first team, haven't they? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, they're I don't not think sure, they're are they? Good they're enough not sure. to have a first team. Does he just put the names in the hat? <laughs> it, yeah, well, it's, there's a hole in the hat, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's just not working. The only thing I can see that Liverpool... That, that, uh, everybody seems to be trying overhead kicks. Colo Torre tried one tonight. He put his back Danny, out. He put his back out. <laughs> He's knocking on, isn't he? He's knocking on a bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Danny Ings tried one. It's all after Ben Tanky. I think that's the only thing they work on. In training? Yeah. <laughs> you try one now. Yeah, it's your turn. Brendan, can we do this? Oh. Training with Mark Cavendish, clearly. is. Mark Cavendish is their trainer. Mark Cavendish. Bicycle kicks. Oh. Ah! Oh. I see what you did there. OK. But it's, uh, inter it's interesting watching the game to see Rossiter playing, cos uh, I hadn't seen him playing before. And I'd like to see uh, Rossiter's post-match interview, cos I'm sure at some point he's going to say, well, obviously, you know, Miss Jones, it was a very good, uh, very good uh, <laughs> evening for us tonight, but uh, one for the over-40s. Thank you very much indeed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was Leonard Rossiter, who was in a sitcom <laughs> In 1942. <laughs> uh, now, Liverpool on loan reserve goalkeeper Lawrence Vigoro was late for training at Swindon Town. Do you hear the story? And he was fined £50 when he tried to pay in pennies. Uh, <laughs> Alison McGowan and Ian Moore might find this funny now, but they probably won't be laughing quite as much when they're paid for tonight's show. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give out the points for that round and for that wonderful Leonard Roster impersonation, I'm giving the points to Alison McGowan, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Do not hear enough Leonard Rossiter on football <laughs> punditry. Uh, well, we can always put that right and do some more if you'd like, <laughs> yes. Obviously, thank you. I was going to do it earlier on, but it was 11 minutes late. Beautiful joke. Yeah, no yeah, one. Yeah, Spurs. Yeah. Spurs, uh, as we said, Spurs drew 1-1 in the Principality of Monaco in a stadium packed to the rafters with 3,500 people. <laughs> so the entire population. Uh, Although he lives in Monaco, Lewis Hamilton didn't make it to the game. He was held up in traffic. Uh, <laughs> he's a driver, you see. Uh, do, you think, do you think Harry Kane will be ha happy with the result? Uh, uh, you're trying to cue me up for Harry Kane. I am. There, do you not you? do Harry Kane? No, I've got to work on him. He's I can do that. Right? You can do voice. Harry Kane? No. <laughs> Are you having me all excited there? Yeah, I know. I thought it was just, it's just an Essex accent, isn't it? No, he's got this. He's got this great thing where he talks out of side of his mouth and out the back of his mouth at the same time. So he's, yeah, he's got quite a good voice to do, but I haven't mastered it yet. So it was I've... better last season, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> do you... 
Spurs, Spurs in Europe, they went to, they flew some of their fans out there, apparently. They flew out their fans did with... They, did with... they get lost between the airport and the stadium? <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they flew with the team. They paid £1,300 and they could fly with the team. <laughs> Can you imagine on the way back if you, they'd lost? Liverpool should do that and actually get them playing. <laughs> You've got a shirt. Uh, <laughs> you can yeah, play. Exactly. Spurs in Europe, Keith. Keith, you are. Uh, it's always a laugh, isn't it? <laughs> to see Spurs in Europe. No, I, think... I hope they go all the way. I want them, you know, meet them in the final. You know, when Arsenal <laughs> contrive to get into the Europa League, we play them in Switzerland, a nice neutral country. No problems there, is there? <laughs> I don't quite understand what you mean by problems anyway. Well, <laughs> what I mean, problems I just, would you have? I, no, I don't trust the Swiss. A lot, lot of issues with them, frankly. But um, <laughs> I do. You know. I mean, <laughs> OK, fair enough. Can you really? You know, Sion is... Uh, by the way, Liverpool's opponent, Sion, uh, Set Blatter, that is his uh, local team, apparently. Not yes. much longer. Well, there you go. <laughs> his next local team's going to be Alcatraz United. <laughs> 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 The big question is, of course, who's going to succeed Seth Blatter? Who's going to succeed him? Yeah. Oct. Oh, right. Oct Blatter. <laughs> After <laughs> he is the seventh Blatter. Blatter. That's a perfect joke. Yeah. We've got some. Uh, oh, uh, Celtic also play tonight as well. Celtic. Uh, Celtic drew uh, two all with uh, Fenerbahce. Amongst the uh, Fenerbahce lineup are some familiar faces, including Raúl Morales, Nani, and Robin van Persie. Yes, I guess the little boy inside of RVP wanted something to do on a Thursday night. <laughs> Let it go. <laughs> I mean, I know we've had Turkish fans come to Highbury, uh, come to Emirates, and they, they, they've all got flares. It's, I mean, not trousers. Not trousers. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the 1970s. No, they... they that should suit me. Flares are marine distress signals. I mean, yeah. that's what they are. They have to go into, a, into some sort of ship shop. They call them that? <laughs> I, I think it's called, it's called it? a Chandler's. Is it? Yes. Chandlers? Nice. Chandlers, yes. Right, from Friends? Uh, no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I looked up on Bing. Oh, right, OK. And, they, they all t and obviously when they went to Arsenal, that was a long journey for them. They had to yep. get a 17 bus from Green yeah, Lanes. Exactly, yeah, <laughs> Not, no, I've, But if so, I mean, good for them. I mean, I, that, that would have been a passionate game. You can imagine the fans, like Celtic fans and Fenerbahce fans. That's a, that's a passionate couple of sets of fans, isn't it? And they're all, they've got a lot in common, cos they yep. all hate Graham Sooners. <laughs> They did, because of Rangers, and he was at Galatasaray. He was. Yeah, the Olympiacos fans were amazing at Arsenal, though. Did you see them? Uh, uh, yes, I did. I was there, yes. They were yes. doing this thing, I think John Bishop was talking about it after, he said, they were absolutely incredible, because they were actually... What they were doing was taunting themselves. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed this, so they showed it on the TV. But there was a group of them here, and then a gangway, and a group of them there, and they're taunting each other. It was like some sort of football S&M going on. That's what was going on there. <laughs> they were enjoying themselves, taunting each other. It was oh. like Fifty Shades of Grey, which is probably how you felt after the result. <laughs> Points were there, Alistair. They were there. <laughs> the Champions League, it's Manchester 2, London 0 in this week's round of the Champions League. A physical representation of what George Osborne calls the Northern Powerhouse. <laughs> Man City and Man United beat German opposition, while Arsenal and Chelsea lost to Greek and Portuguese teams, respectively. Yes, as they always say about European football, the stronger the economy, the weaker the football teams. <laughs> uh, let's start with Manchester United. Ian, let's... Uh, now, they did all right, actually, Man United. Wolfsburg, difficult they did time. They did with fine, uh, but, Nicholas I mean, Bentner. A Wolfsburg are under a cloud, literally under a cloud at the moment, because they're sponsored by Volkswagen, aren't they? So they probably... <laughs> <have to sponsor. laughs> Is that right? They were exhausted. There you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm tempted to give him the points now for that one. Uh, 
they were, they were lucky. But I, I just get this feeling with United, like they're top of the league and, and they, they, you know, they managed to scrape the victory and well done. But I just don't get the sense that Van Gaal knows what he's doing. He kind of stumbles into these things. Do you not know think? think? And then comes out this great big grin on his face afterwards, like, yeah, I, you know, that was all my intention. <laughs> <laughs> to go behind in the exactly. fourth minute. Uh, no. I do think that he does have a plan. <laughs> <laughs> it is not just to take one game at a time <laughs> for Manchester United. It is to take one word at a time for Manchester United. <laughs> That's his plan. By the way, yeah. you told me that Wayne Rooney has been writing love poetry. Yeah, yeah. To you, which is a surprise. No, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no it came out this You're week. You're old a, enough, sure. There's a documentary. <laughs> there's a documentary next there. week. Oh, we know what he means, believe it. <laughs> no one's got hold of these poems, but I have managed to get hold of one of these poems. I could, I could read it for you if you like now. Yeah, okay, yes, Wayne Rooney's, yes, this is one I'd of Wayne Rooney's actual poems. Here we go, this is, this is Wayne Rooney's poem. Oh, Colleen, my Colleen, they all thought you were a loony to want to become Mrs Wayne Rooney. I know I don't look a, little, I look a bit like George Clooney. You could even say I'm a little baboony. <laughs> but you helped me grow up and stop wanting to moony. You made me weak-kneed, one might even say swoony. Now I love nothing more than us getting spoony. Except playing football obs, which will always be my first love, really, Saz. <laughs> Beautiful. There you go. Beautiful. i got more for later. More for later. Can't argue with that, can you? It's Shakespearean-esque, isn't it? <laughs> Shakespearean-esque? Yeah. In the sense... S, as in like Shakespeare. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, oh, yeah thank you. Uh, oh, patronising. Well, I'm definitely giving the points to Alistair McGowan, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Oh, I see what you mean. Oh. Yeah, so Arsenal are trying to get the Champions League out of the way early so they can concentrate on trying to qualify for next year's Champions League. <laughs> <laughs> for a big game, Arsene Wenger chose David Ospina over the bloke they pursued for most of the summer to play in the big games. Uh, Ian, does this give you any inkling as to why Arsenal fans are schizophrenic? Do you know what? I'm, I'm actually... I'm not an Arsenal fan. We and, know that. And up until now, <laughs> I've, I've found it vaguely amusing, but I am actually annoyed. You're annoyed? I'm annoyed now, because it's got this... Arsenal have this kind of thing where they've been in Europe the last few years where they're a bit like... They're a bit like a child who's done a really crappy drawing and you patronise it and put it on the fridge knowing that they will one day improve. Arsenal aren't ever going to improve, are they? <laughs> They're still doing crappy drawings yeah. and they're putting them on the fridge. No, the drawings are getting worse now. Yeah. We used to do drawings into February, now we're doing drawings till September. What, why is Fenger so stubborn? Why does he keep playing Ospina? Does nobody actually Let's, tell him? I'm going to tell him. Uh, Arsene Wenger, do you think uh, he's, uh, he's in trouble now? Do you think there's a bit of... Well, I think he's under pressure, but he's not yet under fire, so that is good. <laughs> but uh, I was at the game and I was surprised. That it, no one seemed that interested. Oh, my God, it's interested. you! No, yeah, it's me. <laughs> It's really me. I'm quite good at doing me. Um, it's one of my best voices. There, there, nobody seemed that... There was no passion. Nobody seemed interested. The fans were really quiet and it seemed like the Champions League had just become a bit of a mundane thing and you can imagine Keith? even Wenger would be going, well, yes, you know, it's another game in the Champions League. Who cares? I don't... My life has been all about watching these men, mainly Frenchmen, just tippy-tapping the ball around for 65 years. That is pretty much how it is. Keith, you were at the game. I was a bit of passion game. from Keith. What is the point of coming third and going, oh, we've missed the qualifiers because you can get some tricky games there 
only to contrive to now lose two games on the spin. Yeah. And Wenger's like an old man who, you, like your dad, you take around the shop and goes, how much for that? I ain't paying all that money. <laughs> <laughs> what, for a 19-year-old wonder kid, you must be joking. You know, and he, you know he's going to score three goals against the Sunday, so... But why are you doing this? This is one of the more optimistic Arsenal fans. There's <laughs> <laughs> no... There was apathy in the ground. It's, it's, it's there like, was. You might as well just knock us out now, because if we do even qualify, the big teams will just, you know, trash us. So, it's, you know, there's no point anymore. Yeah, I, I think it was Andy Parsons, though. You know Andy from Mock. I know Andy, of course. I think Andy was saying, this game was effectively... It was, uh, it was great to see the Greeks having something to shout about after all the financial worries that they've been through over the last years. Well, this game was essentially the Eurozone crisis in miniature. Because right? you had a bunch of Greeks enjoying themselves far too much. Yeah? And then you had another group of people, principally German, French and English, constantly trying to make up the deficit <laughs> and failing. Indeed. Chelsea, um, Chelsea, uh, had a, Chelsea had a pretty terrible night as well on Tuesday. That was, uh, that was sort of uh, amusing, I feel. Jose Mourinho, he's, it, was, it was sort of amusing. I mean, Jose Mourinho obviously had a tough time. He, he looked like a man who'd gone back to his parents' house only to realise they'd rented out his room. Uh, <laughs> do, you think he's the, uh, do you think he's the new Avram Grant? <laughs> no, no. He will always be the one and only Jose Mourinho. You can say what you like, but uh, I am who I am, and we are what we are. And what we are is not very good at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> there are there are rumblings, though, aren't there? There are rumblings. there are rumblings. What was the lady in, in doctor? South West London. Yeah. Well, also, I think the fans. I don't think they'll ever turn on Jose. But there was that moment after the game when John Terry did his warm down on his own in front of the Chelsea fans, which is a kind of a. Isn't that, it's a bit, a, bit like, a bit like an ex at a wedding, isn't it? Going, look at me. Look at me. I'm still here. <laughs> if you need me, I'm around. You know. Oh, bless him. Poor John Terry. I don't think anyone's ever said that before. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm going to give out the points uh, for that round, and uh, I'm going to give the points to Ian Moore, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, uh, oh. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Now, it's time for this. Da 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 <laughs> The thing, thing that links, links them, them together. together. Yes. Beautiful, isn't it? We spent thousands on that. Uh, we still can't think of a snappier name for it. Uh, we're going to show you three footballing legends this time, and you have to tell us what it is that links them together. Okay, is the first one uh, Matt Letizia, Jimmy Armfield, and Ryan Giggs. Do we have any idea what uh, what might link them together? Um, any thoughts? Um, Blackpool. Yeah. Blackpool, Blackpool. Just a place. Yeah. They've all been they've to they've Blackpool. All, they've all been. Oh, Blackpool they've all played at some for a point. They've all played for a country that they weren't born in. Oh, I'm liking the sound of that. that? Wrong. Oh. <laughs> uh, the answer, ladies and gentlemen, is they're all uh, one club players. Uh, John Terry is almost the only one club player still playing at the top level, though he's not actually still playing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no points for that one. Here's another one. Two more legends. This is Ian Craney of Conway Borough FC and Ian Dunbavin, once of Accrington Stanley. Do we have any yeah, idea? Both called Ian. They're both called Ian. Yeah. Do you know what? I think you're taking this a little bit too literally. Uh, Any thoughts as to what would link them brothers. together? No, they're not they brothers. They do look very similar. They, they've yeah. got different surnames. Uh, that well, is often know, a clue with yeah. brothers. One well, of them could know, be, could one be of them may have taken, Yeah, he may have taken his wife's He's name. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah as, as men often do. A lot of footballers oh, do. You want to move on, mate? <laughs> uh, no points there. I'll tell you what's, uh, what, what the thing that links them together. They're two of Stevie Gerrard's best mates. 
and was shipped over to LA last week to see him score his latest goal, the winner against Dallas FC. Uh, then they repaid the compliment by taking Stevie out for a meal in Chicken Cottage in Toxton High Street. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I love the idea that they were shipped. They were actually in a crate they on were a shipped. boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, covered that's in a dust. Set off quite early. The score is 2-2. Now it's that time of the show where Keith shows us what he's got. Children, look away now. <laughs> it's Keith Dover, man of the people! That's what the music is for. I didn't tell That's me. That's what the music is for, Ken. <laughs> Call yourself host. Anyway, so, there's so many 70s sitcom references in this show. Right. So, Keith, what have you got for us this week? Well, look, uh, you know when a player gets sent off for a minor misdemeanor, a costa moment, OK? <laughs> it ruins the game. It does. Right, so what I'm saying is let's go old school, right? What we do is uh, we get a circle of the players, fight, 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 bundle. OK. The uh, referee <laughs> brings on two comedy sort of boxing pairs of gloves, you know, out, slightly outsized. The players fight it out for 60 seconds, right? No one gets sent off. They let off some steam and we all get to have a good laugh. Right? <laughs> it's, it's genuinely not a bad idea. Exactly. This is often how Keith's ideas start. They start out, you think you're mad, but yeah. after a while you think, do you know what, I'd like to see that. It would work. <laughs> and, look, and if it's too violent for some people, you know, maybe the referee said, right, you can run round the edge of the pitch in just your pants. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not sure that would work for a 12.45 kickoff. <laughs> but I know I what you're there's saying. There's a lot of women in the audience who'd appreciate Seeing that. They probably would, yeah. actually, that's true. But, you know, just let them fight it out, old-school style. Are you, <laughs> do, are you just doing a pitch for an updated version of It's a Knockout, aren't you? <laughs> well, I, just, yeah, I could yes. find myself that way, yeah, you know, put on a joker. But, look, wouldn't it help the game? You know, we're all paying a lot of money. The viewers at home are watching it. They don't want to see it go down to ten men. Let's just let them fight it out. I, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, the thing about, about strikers, Diego Costa, a lot of people were having a go at him last week. Do you need to be a bit like that to be a striker? I mean, Gary Lineker was a nice man. He's a nice man. Michael Owen was a nice man. Pele was a nice man. I don't think you have to be like that. It's just how he is. I don't... And it was Gabriel's fault for falling for it. But Gabriel's no angel. If he was, he'd be playing on the wing. <laughs> Back at you, Alistair. <laughs> well, if he had wings, he'd be with Paul McCartney. Cartney. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think Costa should be in the next series of Game of Thrones? Do you think that would work? <laughs> He's got a bit of King Joffrey about him, hasn't he? Or... Yeah, <laughs> not for you. I've no, no, no. never seen Game of Thrones. Right, I'm, no, I'm really glad you. we You're went into that. <laughs> You're the we'll be hearing children. more from Keith later in the show, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Close to his most ridiculous idea. Uh, <laughs> last Wednesday, I decided to brave the short trip to White Hart Lane to watch Arsenal take on Spurs. Now, as a vaguely recognisable Arsenal fan, I was subjected to some abuse as I walked down Tottenham High Road. And in an attempt to disguise myself, I decided to remove my glasses, which was fine, except I couldn't see. <laughs> Obviously, I just kept bumping into thugs. Uh, <laughs> Ian, uh, who are Blackburn's biggest rivals? Biggest? What, out of Burnley or Bolton? Um, yeah. Burnley, I would say, were the biggest rivals. The actually, the first match, second match I ever went to see at the old Ewood Park, 
was against Bolton, and the Bolton fans lit a fire in one of the stands. <laughs> Those were the yeah. days. And it was, and, but nobody seemed to mind then. It was just like, well, it, Ooh, it's know, a bit chilly. Trying to keep warm, exactly. You know, <laughs> putting put marshmallows in it and stuff like that. That's going too far. They're a bit soft, the Bolton fans. At that point, I was with you until the marshmallows. <laughs> but there, there was genuinely that. a fire, and we were just sitting there going, oh, it's all right, they'll put it out in a minute. <laughs> Have you been to Spurs? Have you ever been to Spurs away? Uh, what, to see Arsenal? Or no, not to see Arsenal, just generally. To the game, yeah, I've seen stuff. Because it's, it's quite Tottenham High Road. It, it's, I think they need a Waitrose, that's my point. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely think a Waitrose would do it, don't you think? Yeah, Boris Johnson has said he's going to completely, you know, revitalise the whole area. So, you know, the new, the new, you know, come on, let's be absolutely absolute clear about this. The new Tottenham Hotspur ground, you know, going to revitalise the whole area. So you will get that Waitrose. That is a promise. That is a promise. I don't, well, that's that, great. I think it would really, I think it would work. such an Arsenal fan suggestion. No, isn't not it? at all. They need is a waitress. Well, <laughs> what I'm saying is, you, if they're there and they think, I want to have a punch up, and they go, oh, look, Chiabatas for four pounds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, rocket and crayfish, I must have that. I, I went in the worst public toilet I've ever been in in my life. And I, I was going to say I've been in a lot of bad public toilets, but this sounds <laughs> terrible. But it was just appalling. I think it does need a little bit of gentrification. Is it just about the food outlets down there? No. Essentially, right. at the moment, it's a selection of kebabs. <laughs> Which kebab do you want? You need a cereal bar. That's what you're saying. You need a, need you need a, cereal, a, bar. a cereal bar with Frosties for £4.40 a bowl. Yes. <laughs> That's what you need. Well, I think that would cause more violence, frankly. But you've got, um, you got the big derby at the weekend, Liverpool-Leverton, of course. Yes, of course. Up. Big one. Alan Shearer was talking about Liverpool the other day. He said, uh, Liverpool worry me because uh, I just don't see any talent there. I don't think they've got the talent. <laughs> and you look back over the years, they've got players like Hansen, Lawrenson, Thompson, you know, McManaman. Uh, Gerard, uh, uh, Owen, you know, and I don't see any of the current Liverpool squad going on to do punditry at that level. I really, really don't. <laughs> <laughs> After the resignation last week of Steve Brown, Lewis Football Club are inviting applications to the position of first team manager. Now, the successful candidate should have, amongst other things, excellent motivational communication and people management skills and have a clear vision for the creation of a winning mentality. This sounds like a job for Jeremy Corbyn. <laughs> <laughs> Alistair, anyone not working who currently fits the bill, do you For think? the Lewis FC job? Yeah. I think the obvious candidate, if he were alive, would be John Thor, who used to play Morse, just so he could go in at half-time and go, Lewis! <laughs> <laughs> but he's dead, so yeah. that doesn't work out. Well, <laughs> otherwise, perhaps uh, Nigel Pearson, he might be the man for the job. Uh, do you think I'll he's a calming that. influence? I think he can be. Um, I think probably the reason why he'd be... Oh, hear me out. Why he'd be... By the way, can, good, this is yeah, the only yeah. person who does a Nigel Pearson impersonation yeah. in the country. Thank you very much. <laughs> but uh, Lewis is quite near the beach. And uh, what do you have at the beach? What do you have at the beach? Sand. Why is sand important to me? What puts its head in the sand? An ostrich. That's why that job <laughs> would be perfect. Perfect for me. True. Uh, do you think you're... Uh... <laughs> it was a long way round, we got there really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, this, this managerial work, now, have you, ever, have you ever thought about applying for any of these sort of jobs? I think it's quite, it's quite a good idea, though, isn't it? There was that, what, to it, in, what, the well, general just to advertise, Just to advertise football positions rather than... It's so, you'd save money on scouting, wouldn't you? Right? If you needed, like, a new left-back, you'd just put, like, a, an advert in loop. 
But you'd get left people from... Wanted. Yeah, exactly. You know, left-back's gone missing. Yeah, you put, put something on a lamppost, left-back's gone missing. <laughs> Have you seen our left-back? <laughs> yeah. I know what you're... Looks no, a but... bit like this cat. <laughs> I, uh, uh, the thing about management, though, because I, I guess a lot of people who apply will have essentially played football manager. Well, this, I think this is the point, because there was... A, is it Mark Warburton? Who, was it Mark Warburton who was manager? Brentford. Brentford. Brentford manager, And, and yes. he come from a different background, did very well with Brentford. He's now up with Rangers. He is, and doing very well. They've won their first eight games, haven't they? Why not get people from different backgrounds? I mean, like Benitez, he was a caretaker, wasn't he, somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I heard. But Lewis, Lewis is run by comics, isn't he? You know that. A lot of our mates... No, I, have no, I had no idea. Lewis FC is run by various people like Dave Lamb, who does the voiceover for Come Dine With Me, and they're, they're on the board. So they should get a comedy manager. They should get Rod Gilbert or somebody to be the manager. <laughs> they say football is a game of two halves. <laughs> Except at Arsenal during the 1990s, it was a game of two halves, four pints and a couple of whiskey chasers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give the points for that round to Ian Moore, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I know! I know! <laughs> Things aren't fair. Kids, that's a life lesson. So, <laughs> things are looking bleak for North East football. It's a race to see who can get sacked first, with Steve McLaren and Dick Avocart steaming ahead and looking to get some early winter sunshine, <laughs> which you definitely wouldn't get in the North East. Uh, Alistair, do you feel sorry for Steve McLaren? Um, I do feel sorry for Steve a little bit, because the thing with Steve is that uh, he always manages to smile. He's got, he looks like a nice bloke. And he's always smiling, even when he's saying things like, we played terribly today. We really were awful. You know, I feel very sorry for all the fans. And uh, <laughs> that smile just be betrays him. But he it, does... So. The thing about Steve McLaren is he always looks for the positives. That's yeah. what he always says. We've got to find... I imagine if his house was burnt down, he'd be standing yeah. in the door going, well, you've got to look for the positives, haven't you? <laughs> really? I'll save the cat. That's OK. But this whole Newcastle thing, we've seen it year after we year do. after yeah, year. Yeah, we do see know? it every year. We know what happens. Somebody is good at the job, they, they lose their job because they think they want someone who's better and who's from Newcastle. Then they appoint a caretaker manager. He doesn't do very well. In the close season, they appoint a big name who no one in Newcastle is happy with. After six games, they're talking about sacking him. Then they do sack him, and then they get in Kevin Keegan. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> you know, Kevin's at home going, if that phone rings, I'm having it. I'll tell you, I'm taking that job. Yes, because he really coped emotionally very well with the job last time, didn't he? <laughs> he would do it again, though, he really would. Uh, yeah, uh, Newcastle and Sunderland, it's not a happy place, is it's it? It's not. I think Sunderland actually need to go down. I, I, I just think that just go down and start... Oh, there's a Sunderland fan back there. Oh, yeah, you come down looking for work? <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Northern person! <laughs> hey, back Keith up about the shirt. I remember his face. Let <laughs> it go! Oh, it's been some sort no, of fashion... No, it's, it's Keith, not sorry. just... The problem is... And oh, what's the problem? Is it the Swiss? The <laughs> yes! <laughs> I'm not wrong. <laughs> I'll be proved right one day. No, Keith... <laughs> it's they enough. Not... They took my grandparents' money, isn't it, Keith? I'm done speaking on your behalf. Right? There's a lot of secrets going to come out of that country one day. Anyway, beside <laughs> the point. Not now, though. Not now. Yes. But they keep saying the North East is a hotbed of football. It is. It is not. They haven't won anything since 1066, right? <laughs> Every time they get a new manager, he's a messiah. No, messiah. Keith, he's Keith, not a messiah. Point right? of order. 
What? The French one, 1066. <laughs> wow! Oh, you had to get me on a legal loop. <laughs> but it's not just Sunderland and Newcastle. Middlesbrough are second in the championship. They could replace one of those teams yes. to go down, couldn't yes. they? Yeah, it's not all gloom problem. and gloom, mate. I, I just... In the lower divisions, where you invented fire in Blackburn, apparently. <laughs> but Frank Skinner was talking about this the other day. He said, uh, is, is Dick Advocar the right man for the job? That's what you've got to ask yourself. Is Dick Advocar the right man? And I'm not sure. I mean, if Dick Advocar was applying for a job as a liqueur with a raw base, a raw egg base, <laughs> that you rubbed on your privates, then Dick Advocar would be the right man for that job. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give the points to Keith, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm not even sure we've got the graphic, it doesn't matter. Now, it's time for a quiz. This is Who Said That? I'm going to show you some pictures of some great thinkers and give you some quotes, and you have to match the quotes to the thinker. Let's have a look at the thinkers. They're down here on the screen. There they are. Bill Shankly, George Orwell, <laughs> Eric Cantona, Jean-Paul Sartre, <laughs> Joseph Reno and Keith Dover. Of course. I know. Uh, first quote. Uh, right. This is the first quote. In a football match, everything is complicated by the presence of the other team. Which one of our thinkers said that? <laughs> Do we have any thoughts as to who it might be? Jose Mourinho. Jose Mourinho. It's a good guess, but wrong. I'll go for Shanky. You'll go for Shanky. It's wrong as well. It was actually uh, Jean-Paul Sartre. Oh. Yes, uh, Jean-Paul Sartre. Although right now that doesn't apply if you're playing against Sunderland. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is it Jean-Paul Sartre or Jean-Paul Sartre? Uh, it depends whereabouts in France you're from and what accent you want to give it. <laughs> that was way more complicated than I was expecting. Uh, OK, I'm going to... get out of the hole, No I? points. No points for that round. Second quote, if you're not sure what to do with the ball, just pop it in the net and we'll discuss the options afterwards. That's a great <laughs> quote. Do we know who that is? That's got to be Bill Shankly. It is Bill Shankly. That's very, very good. That is Bill Shankly. Uh, after Bill Shankly was sacked, he took to hanging round the Liverpool training ground, not doing much and sort of getting in the way. So a bit like Brendan Rodgers now, really. <laughs> uh, point for that one to Ian Moore, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Third quote. I like this one. Uh, he said this, I'm told that the match in Glasgow was a free-for-all. Those bloody Scotchmen again, eh? What are they like, mate? <laughs> Keith Dover said that. Keith Dover. Not Keith no. Dover, no. no. I'm having a mare here. I'm having a I mare, think I? that's... George Orwell. It is George Orwell. Because, How do you... because of the word Scotchman as opposed to Scotsman, it's an older way of saying it. So that, it, that puts it all yes. in that bracket. That's true. Yeah. Uh, do you know what? Welcome like to that. University Challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Ian Moore is right. Uh, George Orwell famously wrote in 1984 a novel about a dystopian future which was bleak, authoritarian, and joyless. So a bit like Stanford Bridge at the moment. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, point goes to Ian Moore there. Last quote for you. You can clap if you want. Why not? You can clap that one. Uh, yeah. Last quote. Uh, oh, you'll like this one. Do you know what would make football interesting? Multi-ball. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is, of course, Jose Mourinho. Uh, <laughs> no, it was. It was Keith Dover, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah, one, of your, one of your... One of your... Do you know what? That's, again, he started off saying, multi-ball, we need more, more than one ball. And we started off going, no, Keith, you're mad. And then we went, actually, that'd be quite entertaining, wouldn't it? <laughs> I quite like the idea. Uh, Keith Dover or Keith Dover, as he now wishes to be known. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Depending on which part no of France you're in. 6-2 <laughs> to Ian Moore, ladies and gentlemen. Now, you can't keep a good man down. You can't, or even someone who's not so good. Yes, <laughs> this is about Sepp Blatter. He's still FIFA president. I mean, didn't he resign and yet he's still there? It's, 
It's a bit like when you say goodbye to someone at a party and then 20 minutes later you see them in the kitchen. <laughs> I thought you'd gone ages ago. This is just awkward, isn't it? Alistair, what's to be done? Well, you know who should be his successor, the set blatter? Who? Ox blatter. Oh, yeah. yeah. Him again. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Do twice. Yeah. Um, but, no, it's, it's, it's weird. This whole thing is weird. And uh, the two of them together, blatter and platini, uh, they sound like a double act, don't they? In fact, it sounds like a urinary tract problem. I've got a terrible... <laughs> I've got a bladder and platini infection. Uh, infection. It's, it's not Inflection. good. Inflection. Yeah. Inflection would have been better, yeah. yeah. That's all yeah. right. Uh, so, uh, Sepp Blatter, Ian... I mean, this thing about... He, he did work in 1998 and he got paid in 2011. Now, we've all worked for, for promoters <laughs> like that, haven't I we? I could name a few right now. Yeah, we yeah. could, yeah. It's, it's... I've got this horrible feeling that Blatter is actually going to turn out to be the least worst option. What, of the rest of them? The, of all of them, yeah. That he's actually just this kind of naive front man. You know, like Ma the Mafia used to run casinos in Vegas in the 60s and they'd just have this, this, basic, this beard who'd take all the blame for anything that went wrong. Yeah. And all the, all the other people would be behind making millions and millions. I reckon Blatter actually lives in an old people's home. And they just wheel him out for press conferences and stuff. One of the interesting things about this whole case is that Seth Blatter and everything has got people who don't normally talk about football, who don't know anything about football, talking about football. Like people on Question Time and the Today programme and yeah. you know, all those sorts of things, MPs, and they give themselves away. Normally they give themselves away that they don't know anything about football by referring to football teams in the singular. Do you know what I mean? So you hear Boris Johnson saying, Crystal Palace is doing very well at the moment. You know, we all say, ah, oh, we don't say yeah. is, you yeah. know. And you hear John Humphreys say, Liverpool is looking for their new manager, their fifth new manager in four years. <laughs> Whatever. But Sepp Blatter is also a giveaway for people who don't know about football when they're talking about football, because you might have noticed this on Question Time, when they yeah. talk about it, they will refer to him as Seb Platter. And all the people... <laughs> it's did true. not. It's true. There's a guy in there Seb all the time kept Platt. talking about Seb Platter, and it was the same on Radio 4, Seb Platter. And I think it's because they don't know about football, and they assume that no-one could be called Sepp but they've got a chum from uni called Seb who used to spend the first 15. <laughs> so, and they yeah. eat their cheese off a platter when they go to I've, mum and dad. I've had the Seb platter at Harvester. It's nice. Right. There you go. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a giveaway. Jerome Velker. <laughs> Jerome Velker, he's one of the guys. He's currently under investigation for a ticket scam. Is there he's anybody? He's the Stan Flashman of FIFA. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone remembers Stan him, Flashman. King of the Touts in the 70s. Uh, I mean, There's nobody not under investigation at the moment, is there? There's as a as cleaning lady who's really, really fine. Uh, I'd, I'd, I'd look under a bucket, mate. She's got something. <laughs> <laughs> is that a euphemism? That sounded ruder than I meant, I'll be it honest did, with you. actually, yeah. Uh, I mean, is it, do you think it's almost like a religious cult down there, isn't it? With, uh, with blatterism? Do you not think there's something in that? Yeah, they think they're so completely untouchable. So mm. completely untouchable. Yeah. But the thing is that, that you know, the, U, the FA, Greg Dyke immediately threw his lot behind Platini when Blatter started to look like he was falling down. Yeah. But it was Platini who wanted Qatar, not Blatter. You know, I'm not saying I'm, anything I'm went sorry. on, but Qatar got Qatar gave France a contract for 6.3 billion euros for some fighter jets oh, after, right. after they got the World Cup. I'm just saying. OK. Because they need those fighter jets, you know, what with uh, those foreign workers trying to escape home. <laughs> Do you know what depresses me about, about Platini, though, is that I remember vividly Platini playing in the 80s. I'm no. sure you did. Oh, fantastic, he was, yeah. He was a brilliant player, for yeah. those of you who don't know you too young. He was a brilliant player. He was really handsome. He was really thin. And now he's become football's answer to Gérard Depardieu. <laughs> uh, I mean, young kids looking at him going, Dad, Dad, did he used to be a good player? Yeah, he was a good player. And we loved him. He was brilliant. And he gave us hope. And he is now the symbol of our lost youth. There was that That's what depresses me most. This is really upsetting. Yeah. Every time I see it, I'm just going to go for a few laughs. But you know what? It's there, got really. There was a headline. Where I, I didn't actually read the article. Apparently, Dipardieu said that uh, Blatter had paid him to urinate on an FA private jet. 
Uh, this is actually waiting at Selhurst Station for a train home after Crystal Palace's Capital One Cup game against Charlton. It's beautiful, isn't it? In these days of private jets, helicopters and limos, it's refreshing to see highly paid professional footballers enjoying the punctual delights of the Southern train service. <laughs> uh, I think it's great, isn't it? The players just being a bit more with the fans. Yeah, it's fantastic. And also, you do wonder, they must spend so much of their time on coaches players, you know, out of their hands. You can get on a train, you can read your book. I mean, imagine if you're, if you're a part of the Leicester City side years ago, four hours every trip, sitting next to Robbie Savage. You know, I mean, would you rather take the train on your own with a group of fans, or would you rather sit next to Robbie Savage? I mean, you go, yeah, I'll tell you what, it was a penalty, and I'll tell you why, because I shouldn't have given, I shouldn't have not given, but that was definitely a penalty. And if you do, you haven't played the game the top level like what I have. Do you want that for four hours, or do you want to sit on a train like that uh, next, to, <laughs> next to someone who looks like Garth Brooks? I'd, I'd like to point out that Robbie Savage is one of the most loved presenters on BT Sports. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give out the points, and I'm going to give the points to make it interesting to Alison McGowan! Coming up... Coming up at the weekend... Uh, there's some great games, actually. Uh, Crystal Palace against West Brom on BT Sport. A, a team with a terrible home record against a team with an excellent away record. That should be a cool kill. Let's have a look at some of the other games. Uh, Everton against Liverpool. We've got to be looking forward to that. Brendan Rodgers' final game. <laughs> you said it here Debate. first. Uh, you could say that every week. Oh, well, I'm going to say uh, Arsenal against Manchester United on Sunday. Swansea against Spurs. Anything catch your eye? Brendan Rodgers' final game. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Alistair, anything that you like in there? It's a good, it's a good weekend's fixture list, isn't it? Yeah, really. I'm, I'm, the Arsenal Man U game is, is huge. I'm very, it's very huge. excited. Very, very excited. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, the final score was 6-4 to Ian Moore, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> thanks. Thanks to our guests, Alistair McGowan, Ian Moore and Keith Dover. See you soon. Sorry, Robbie. Thanks for listening to the Football's On podcast with me, Ian Moore and Alistair McGowan. We'll be back next week. Well, well, they won't, but I will. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 